Chapter fourteen of People Like That. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. People Like That by Kate Langley Bosher. Chapter fourteen. A moment later, we were upstairs. I don't know why I'm so cold. My hands, not yet steady, were held out to the leaping flames. Usually I love a snowstorm, but today... They tell me you rarely have such weather as we have had of late. Personally I like it, but to many it seems anything but pleasure. Is this the chair you prefer? At my nod he pushed a low rocker closer to the fire and placed a footstool properly. Drawing up the wing chair, he sat down and looked around the room. As the light fell on him, I noticed the olive, almost swarthy, colouring of his skin, his deep-sunk eyes with their changing expressions of gravity and humour, of tolerance and intolerance, and I knew he was the sort of man one could talk to on any subject and not be misunderstood. His hair was slightly grey, and frequently his well-shaped hand would brush back a long lock that fell across his temple. His clothes were not of a clerical cut, and evidently had seen good service and that he gave little attention to personal details was evidenced by his cravat which was midway of his collar and his collar of a loose ill-fitting kind about him was something intensely earnest intensely eager and alert and watching him i realized he belonged to that little group which through the ages has dared to differ with accepted order and for his daring he had suffered as all must suffer who feel as well as think you don't mind the smile on his face was whimsical if i take a good draught of this do you it's been long since i have seen just this sort of thing his eyes were on a picture between two windows out of denmark one rarely sees anything of scovgards that filipino lippy is excellent also at the hermitage in st petersburg i tried to get a copy like that he nodded at rembrandt's picture of himself but there was none to be had did you get yours there? Four years ago. I also got that photograph of Houdon's Voltaire there. He looked in the direction to which I pointed, and, getting up, went over to first one picture and then another, and studied them closely. A bit of bronze, a statuette or two, an altarpiece, a chalice, a flagon, a patin, a censer, and an icon held his attention, one after the other and again he turned to me. These are very interesting. Is it as one of the faithful you collect? A smile which strangely lighted his face swept over it. Oh, no! I shook my head. The faithful would find me a most disturbing person. I ask too many questions. My hand made movement in the direction of the bookshelves around the four sides of the room, on the tops of which were oddly assorted little remembrances of days of travel. A study of such things is a study of religious expression at different periods and among different peoples. They've always interested me. They interest me also. Mr. Guard stood before the icon, looked long upon it, before coming back to the fire and again sitting down. For a moment he gazed into it as if forgetting where he was, then he leaned back in his chair and turned to me. A collection of examples of ecclesiastical art, 
of religious ideas embodied in objects used for purposes of worship is interesting yes but a collection of reactions against what they fail to represent would be more so could they be collected they have been haven't they in the lives of those who dare to differ to break from heritage and tradition much has been collected and transmitted the effect of reactions is what counts i suppose their inevitability is what people do not seem to understand leaning forward he again looked into the fire his hands between his knees the teachings of christ having been twisted into a system of theology and the church into an organization based on dogma and doctrine reaction is unescapable however we won't get on that again he straightened was it reaction that brought you to scarborough square i beg your pardon i have no right to ask there was something you wished to ask me i believe for a moment there was silence broken only by the flames of the fire which spluttered and flared and made soft whispering sounds while on the window-panes the snow now turning into sleet tapped as if with tiny fingers and my heart began to beat queerly i did not know how to ask him what i wanted to ask there was much he could tell me much i wished to hear from a man's standpoint but how to make him understand was difficult he had faced life frankly knew what was subterfuge what sincere and the restrictions of custom and convention no longer handicapped him between sympathy and sentimentality he had found the right distinction and his judgment and emotions had learned to work together my judgment and emotions were yet untrained the girl downstairs i began you and mrs mundy seem to know her if she belongs as i imagine to the world down there my hand made motion behind me mrs mundy will think i can do nothing but cannot somebody do something must things always go on the same way no they will not always go on the same way they will continue so to go however until women good women understand they must chiefly bring about the change for centuries women have been cowards been ignorant of what they should know been silent when they should speak they prefer to be white roses but white roses do not necessarily live in hot houses i pushed my chair farther from the fire that is one of the reasons i am here i want to know where women fail he looked up one does not often find a woman willing to know behind the confusion of such terms as ignorance and innocence most women continue their responsibility in certain directions they have accepted man's decree that certain evils having always existed must always exist and they have made little effort to test the truth of the assertion lily pierce and the women of her world are largely the product of the attitude of good women toward them to the sin of men good women shut their eyes pretend they do not know they do not want to know they not only do not want to know themselves that is many of them but they would keep others from knowing perhaps it is natural so many things have happened to life in the past few years that even clever able women are still bewildered still uncertain what is right to do life can never be again what it once was and still most of us are trying to live a new thing in an old way we have so long been purposely kept ignorant so long not permitted to have opinions that count so long been told our work is elsewhere that cowardice and indifference the fear of inability to deal with new conditions new obligations new responsibilities still holds us back 
I get impatient, indignant, and then I realize David Guard laughed. That many are still in the child class? His head tossed back the long lock of hair that fell over his forehead. It is true, but certainly you do not think because I see the backwardness, the blindness of some women, I do not see the forwardness, the vision of others. Men have hardly guessed as yet that it is chiefly due to women that the world is now asking questions it has never asked before, beginning to look life in the face where once it blinked at it. Because of what women have suggested, urged, insisted on, and worked for, the social conscience all over the earth has been aroused, social legislation enacted, and social dreams stand chance of coming true. Certain fields they have barely entered yet, however, it is easy to understand why. When they realize what is required of them, they will not hold back. But as yet, among the women you know, how many give a thought to Lily Pierce's world, to the causes and conditions which make her and her kind? I shook my head. I do not know. I've never heard a world discussed. I suppose not. In this entire city there are few women who think of girls like Lily Pierce, or care to learn the truth concerning them care enough to see that though they went unto dogs, and to dogs they need not return if they wish to get away. Most people, both men and women, imagine such girls like their hideous life, that they entered it from deliberate choice. Out of a hundred, there may be a dozen who so chose, but each of the others has her story, in many instances a story that would shame all men because of man. He glanced at the clock and got up quickly. I'm sorry, but I've got to go. I had entirely forgotten an engagement I'm compelled to fill. May I come again? He held out his hand. I've heard about you, of course. I've wanted to know you. There's much I'd like to talk to you about. When you leave Scarborough Square and go back into your world, you can tell it many things it should know. Some day it will understand. Abruptly he turned and left the room. End of chapter 14